Season 4, Episode 90. Jeez, could this possibly be the last episode of the season? I'll have to go back and check. Possibly so. Yeah, next week might be the beginning of Season 5. And what a way to end it. Yeah, with a man sitting pantsless in a tree. Or an Arkansas cop trying to shoot a charging Pomeranian and hitting a woman in the shin. Boy, oh boy. Stupidity abounds, and we have it right here. All the stories that you're going to hear in this podcast are true. None of the names have been changed because we've all done something stupid. St. Eric Lane, and welcome to the midweek bonus episode of My Stupid World. Just remember, if you see something stupid, say something stupid. And if you like the podcast, make sure you rate and review it, because I get five-star stupidity for you. So give it a five-star rating, and maybe even write a review of the podcast. I just might read it in an upcoming episode. And, of course, you know, this being the midweek bonus episode, uh, that means there's another episode coming for the weekend. So hopefully you've subscribed so that you won't miss a single stupid episode because, well, every time you turn around, somebody's doing something stupid, especially when you're a stupid criminal. Yes. And let's just say this, okay? Even criminals cannot resist a cute pet, you know, even if they're in the process of doing something evil or stupid. There's a man in California who was caught on surveillance video stealing a bike from somebody's garage. I mean, the garage was open, but it sounds like nobody was at home at the time. Now, the thief took a $1,300 bike. It's even not really clear if he knew it was there in the first place. I mean, the best part, though, is uh, when the homeowner's golden retriever shows up on Cameron, uh, on camera to come and greet the burglar. Uh, yeah, the thief stops to pet the dog and to play with the dog. Actually, here's the thief uh, taking a break from grabbing the bicycle from the victim's garage to cuddle a little bit with the family's pooch. Because you're so cool. Because you're the coolest dog I've ever known. I love you, too. Where's your dad? So he's telling the dog, oh, he's a good boy. You're so cool. You're the coolest dog I've ever known. I love you too. Yum, 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 yum. You're a sweetheart. Yum. Yeah. Then he calls out for the dog's dad asking, mm, where's your dad? Yeah. Right. Appearing to say the owner shouldn't leave the garage door open. Well, then the guy takes off with the bike. And the police are actually still looking for him. Now, from the video, it seems like he might have been under the influence at the time. And apparently, this pooch isn't much of a guard dog either. Although he lives in California, maybe he's just probably used to people stealing from his owners, maybe, you know. People of San Diego are probably used to robbery. I mean, after all, they actually pay to go see the Padres games every summer. Eh, you know, so it makes sense, huh? <sighs> okay. <sighs> I know this is going to be kind of an awkward question, but just play along, okay? Think back to the last time you were naked, or 
maybe that's right now. I don't know. Well, how comfortable were you in the buff? There's a sexual health and wellness practice. It's out of New York. They did a nationwide survey. Yeah. And they're asking people across America, on a scale of one to 10, rate your current level of body confidence in the nude. Yeah, the operative phrase is in the nude. And basically, every state said it's mm, probably a four or a five. Because all the averages were between four, 4.4, 5.8, somewhere in between. Well, the state where people are the most confident without clothes would be Washington. And then we got Rhode Island, which is second. That's followed by Delaware, Maryland, and Colorado. Now, the state where people are the least confident, well, it's a tie between Indiana and Oregon. Then Nevada, or make that Nebraska, is next, followed by Minnesota. Now, the survey involved more than 3,100 people, but, well, six states were not included because, well, they didn't get enough responses. That would be Alaska, Montana, both Dakotas, Vermont, and Wyoming. Of course, it does matter what we're doing, you see, when we're naked. Most people are totally fine with having sex with the lights off. The comfort level with that is like an 8.6 out of 10. Being naked at home alone was also high, along with changing in front of a partner, having sex with the lights on. About on the flip side, um, most people would not be cool with being fully naked on a beach. Now, the comfort level with that is just 2.7 out of 10. Being naked in a sauna is also low, along with uh, changing in a locker room, skinny dipping, and being partially nude on a beach, and changing in front of friends. The confidence of being naked at the doctor's office is kind of middle of the road, with 5 out of 10, as is having sex in front of your pet. Now, they didn't make taking a shower an option, but at that point, you're borderline never nude, right? Well, just because you might live in some of these states or, well, frankly, any place nudity is accepted doesn't mean you need to whip out your willy, okay? Especially if you can relate to anything on the list I've come up with called the top reasons nobody wants to see you naked. For instance, one reason your back hair is thick enough to host a tribe of pygmies or you have a giant supple breasts. For a guy, yeah, man boobs. Know what Oppenheimer did to that desert in New Mexico? That's what childbirth did to your abdomen. Yeah, your third nipple isn't the relationship closer you think it is. Another reason nobody wants to see you naked, thanks to the veins in your leg, people call you varicose Vic. <laughs> or you can't find your belly button without a little digging. And you're so pale, people try returning you back to the haunted mansion. Or, you you remember The Body by Jake? Yours is Body by Shake Shack. You lost multiple bars of soap in your neck folds. And lastly, one main reason nobody wants to see you naked, not to say that you've aged, but your tattoo of a bird is now a swan. I guess we can all feel better, better about body positivity now, right? <laughs> Well, I love this story. The sheriff's office in Arkansas is being sued 
because one of the deputies there shot a woman in the leg when they were trying to shoot her dog. Tina Height survived getting shot by the officer when he aimed for her dog, but ended up hitting her in the shin. She initially called 911 for help, but instead was shot on her own front porch, as she told KATV7 on your side. Now, this dog is a Pomeranian. Yeah, the cop tried to shoot a charging Pomeranian, shoots the woman instead. In the video, Columbia County Deputy Brian Williams is heard shouting at the dog, Get back! Get your dog! I'll kill this blankety-blank! Get your blankety-blank dog! Williams then fires a warning shot, but then that quickly escalates. Well, here's the moment that Tina got hit and how it felt seconds after it happened. You better get back! Get back! Get back! Get back! Very scary. I've never been shot before, so I mean, I knew I was hit. I didn't know how bad. I didn't know. I didn't understand. Now, later in the video, Williams claimed one of Height's dogs scratched her instead of being shot. The officer is currently still with the department. Trey Kitchens, Height's attorney, called the deputy's actions beyond negligent. Kitchens added that he hopes to take this deputy off the streets. Seven on your side requested the deputy's personnel file in search of reprimand or suspension documents, but none exists. Now, it's unclear whether the deputy has gone through any additional training because of the incident, but his file does include training certifications spanning over several years. The station also reached out to Jason Owens, the attorney representing the deputy sheriff the and the department, but there has not been any comment yet. No word if whether the Pomeranian was actually shot in the process. A charging Pomeranian, boy, that could be a vicious thing, right? Especially if you're a big, burly deputy, you know? <clears throat> well, if you've ever fed a parking meter and wondered, where does all this money go? Well, it might be going toward birthday cakes. Take, for instance, the case of one 45-year-old Sakella Coles, who was the director of parking enforcement for Upper Darby, Pennsylvania, until she was caught stealing from the parking meters. Now, she would have employees. Uh, she would have had. She would have had employees turn in all the coins that they got from the meters, and then another worker would then convert those coins into cash, which she'd then keep in her desk. And, then at least a portion of that would be used as her own petty cash. And she'd use that money to cover the cost of food and birthday cakes and office parties and restaurant tips for her and her staff. And well, she's also accused of voiding parking tickets for her family members. The investigation reportedly took several months, and now she's been charged with theft and receiving stolen property, among other things. Now, officials say she stole more than 4300 bucks, but about $2,000 of that now has been returned. Yeah, that woman stole a pretty decent sum of cash. But, you know, it's okay because, you know, when it comes to parking meters, people already feel like they've been robbed. Yeah, so she's a crook here in PA. So now she's qualified to work on Pennsylvania Avenue, right? Well, if you're wondering what else might possibly go wrong in the botched facelift that has been Elon Musk's Twitter rebrand, the answer is the App Store reportedly will not let him change the iOS's app's name. Now, it's a snag due to an App Store rule mandating iOS apps 
have to have a minimum of two characters. That's according to the tech blog Bleeping Computer, which first reported the issue. The restriction, you see, seemingly only applies to the app on its store page. Now, once you install it, the app's name then becomes X. If they manage to obtain approval, it would mark the first instance since the inception of the iOS App Store that such a permission has been granted, noted the data scientist Nick Sheriff, who outlined the problem in a tweet. Or would that be an X? Well, anyway... Apple did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Meanwhile, though, Android users are delighted to know no such restrictions apparently exists for the Google Play version of the app, which is named X on its store page. But you ever get the feeling, though, maybe Elon should have just stuck to making electric cars? I mean, usually the to have as uh, much bad luck as Elon's been having, you almost have to have a career in radio. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there's a man who claims that the boneless wings at Buffalo Wild Wings are nothing more than chicken nuggets. He's asked a judge, don't throw out my class action lawsuit because it would only fuel the restaurant's disrespect for poultry lovers. His name is Amin Halim. He's filed a lawsuit and it made headlines across the nation since it was first filed with Buffalo Wild Wings apparently to mock his claims on social media. Of course, if you follow this podcast, you heard the initial story. Now, the response from Buffalo Wild Wings, we don't give a mm, shite. It was said in an Instagram post explaining the company's premise, Buffalo Wild Wings, on when people say boneless wings aren't wings. The restaurant chain then asked the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Illinois to dismiss the case. Halim filed a response, slamming the company for its mockery of his concerns, claiming that the court should punish them by allowing the lawsuit to carry on. The lawsuit states, Instead, BWW decided to go low, issuing a brazen official response. We don't give a shite. Such hubris should not be rewarded, especially when BWW's move is quite simple, profits. As reparations for the alleged chicken dupe, the suit demands a jury trial, an unspecified amount of punitive damages, lawyer fees, and other fines as determined by the judge as per court documents. Now, I look, I actually believe that this guy's guilty of being stupid enough to think Buffalo Wild Wings serves good food. Wait, 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 wait. People actually go to Buffalo Wild Wings for the wings? I thought it was for the cheap beer and bar fights. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, police were called to reports of a man dressed inappropriately at a recreation area. A 40-year-old woman from Portland Avenue in Sittingbourne in Australia claimed her partner saw an unsightly incident when he was walking the family dog in Merston about 7.15 in the morning. The resident who didn't want to be named, said, it happened in a field in the back of Oak Road. My partner was walking our dog. When he got to the black container in the bushes behind it, he saw a bag on the floor next to a tree. He went to have a look and then notices that there was a man high up in the tree with his trousers down. The man was sitting on a branch with his trousers down to the point where my partner could see his bare butt. Concerned by the Strange situation. The dog walker asked the partially clothed man what he was doing. The woman explained, he told my partner that he was waiting for a friend and refused to come down. He kept repeating, I'm waiting for my friend and kept looking out to the field. The parents put posts out on Facebook to warn other families of the situation. 
Police did confirm that they were made aware of the situation, and a spokesman said officers attended and completed a thorough search of the area, but the man was not located. The local beat officer is aware, and inquiries into the incident are ongoing. I guess you have more reasons than not now to look up when you are walking your dog in the park to make sure you don't have a bare butt sitting above you. <laughs> but maybe you're a Barbie fan. So, hey, let's get farty, Barbie. Yeah, one Barbie moviegoer is feeling ripped off after another audience member kept playing fart-like sounds effects during the highly anticipated film. There was a series of posts on X where Blair Erskine, a staff writer for Jimmy Kimmel Live, recalled how at first some guests initially found the sounds funny, but soon let their annoyances be known. Finally, I went to see Barbie last night, and the girls in front of me did this whole movie, left my LMAO, right? Writes the, com the comedian alongside this video. And in the video, this jester in question's phone screen shows an apparent library of fart sounds with over 1,000 farts. Sorry, I should have clarified that the girls were, in fact, grown women, said Erskine in a follow-up post. Also, I did laugh the first couple of times. I'm not a monster, but I couldn't cry during a big monologue because all I heard was 1,000 farts. She goes on to say, I just wanted to cry in the dark at the movies if that's too much to ask. Erskine then revealed that she did ask the pranksters to stop, doubtful that she'd be able to talk sense into a grown woman playing fart sounds. Well, this is some of what Miss Blair Erskine recorded while trying to watch the Barbie movie. Anyway. <laughs> I always thought this would be our house. Now, the writer also responded to commenters who said that she just should have gotten someone in charge to deal with the unruly watchers. Getting a manager, a 19-year-old guy named Logan would say, would mean missing even more of the movie. Uh, now, the Post reached out to Erskine for a comment. Her video now boasts nearly 9.4 million views and sparked a massive debate about how to deal with this childish behavior. People who do this actually end up burning in hell for eternity. It's proven, slammed one steaming mad fan. Why didn't you kick their seat every time they did that, said a second person. There's no reason why you people can't grow a spine and get people kicked out of the theater. Ruining other people's movie theater experience purposefully is not cute or quirky, raged another commenter. Other ex-users found the whole circumstance hilarious. I'm sorry, but that's awesome, and I'm really hoping these girls were like 15 because that's the coolest thing a 15-year-old could do, to be honest. One giggled. Another one said, this Barbie likes fart jokes. Jokes one, fitting for a blankety-blank movie, mocked another unconvinced viewer. Now, this is not the first time audience members have been rude during Greta Gerwig's film. One TikTok user managed to capture a moment two moms came to blows inside a screening of the film after one of the moms allegedly let her child watch YouTube videos through the whole film. The film, directed by Greta Gerwig, immediately soared to the top of the U.S. box office, raking in more than $22 million in preview ticket sales, followed by another $48 million or more from the movie's debut, with a weekend total of a record-smashing $162 million. Now, meanwhile, the Post's Johnny Olensky called the flick a smug tale that doesn't boast a single sympathetic character. Aussie actor Margot Robbie plays the titular character in the movie that also features Ryan Gosling as one of the many kins, Will Ferrell, Kate McKinnon, and America Ferreira.
So maybe this could be a new thing. When you go see the Barbie movie, take along your 1,000 farts. I think we could start a new trend. I'd be in on it. I know that, you know. Maybe if the entire audience started playing farts at the same time, that would be great. Do you think people just can't stand a joke anymore? Maybe we're just constantly offended now because more people joke about stuff that <clears throat> should be off limits. Somebody polled some 6,000 Americans. And in general, we think people just can't take a joke these days. And I would probably tend to agree. But it is a mixed bag. 35% said we can't take a joke anymore. 22% think the real problem is too many jokes about off-color topics. 31% said both are true. Now, the remaining 13% said neither are true or they're not sure. The 68% think we're more likely to be offended than we were a decade ago, with only 12% saying less likely. So what are the rules around cracking jokes in 2023? 42% of us think it's never okay to joke about anything people might find offensive. Well, if that's the case, we'd never have any jokes at all. Even though young people are called snowflakes a lot, boomers uh, were actually the most likely to agree with that statement. Now, 38% of us think any topic is okay to joke about, but half of those people say it really depends on the spirit of the joke and whether it's funny or not. Of course, uh, where this podcast is concerned, I don't really care. <laughs> well, some people can spend their time in prison working to change the trajectory of their lives. Others... Just don't seem to get it. A 21-year-old man in Mississippi escaped from a correctional facility where he was doing a seven-year sentence for aggravated assault, but he was expected to be released about four months later. And after he fled the prison, he broke into a nearby home and held three people at gunpoint for hours. Then he stole a car from one of the hostages and crashed it. The police later found him hiding in a trash can, and they re-arrested him. So let me think, think Think about this. The guy broke out of jail four months before he was going to be let out anyway. And now he's been sentenced to 40 years in state prison. Yep, sometimes you just can't fix stupid. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. At 
now from the news desk of Insane Eric Lane, it's The Week in Review. While on stage at a campaign rally, former President Trump referred to both Ron DeSantis and Joe Biden as a, quote, son of a bee. But this won't get much media coverage because that's actually the nicest way anyone can refer to a politician. Some say it's not fair to refer to them using the same name. After all, one isn't even president, is trailing badly in the polls, and is likely has no shot of even seeing the White House in 2024. And the other one is Ron DeSantis. According to a survey of 3,000 Tesla Model 3 owners, disapproval of Elon Musk is the top reason they're selling their electric vehicles and going for another brand. But Elon is still winning because these people had to write an X on the little box in the survey. Now, some of you might say, well, what if these people had used a checkmark on the survey instead? But there's simply no way because ever since Elon took over Twitter, people absolutely hate checkmarks. A street in Corona, Queens has turned into New York City's boldest open-air market for sex. One so popular with pervs that it's advertised on YouTube. It's a sad story because we already have way too much prostitution happening in places like Washington, D.C. On a recent weekend, in broad daylight, scores of scantily clad streetwalkers brazenly solicited passerbys. You have to go during the right hours because when they're closed... They tell you to beat it. A Canadian couple spiced up the relationship by breaking the Guinness World Record for the longest habanero pepper kiss. This was so hot. Literally. The husband and wife team each ate a habanero pepper before locking lips, revealing in the heat of the moment for uh, 15 minutes at least, 6.5 seconds included, Uh, But you just know the wife loved it because it's not every day a husband lasts for 15 minutes. Barbie has so far earned $93 million for its sophomore outing at the North American box office, one of the best second weekends of all time. A movie with a toy in it hasn't been viewed this much since the last one was posted on Pornhub. Future Hall of Famer Max Scherzer was traded from the New York Mets to the Texas Rangers. Everything is bigger in Texas, so Scherzer's bloated contract should fit right in. Mets fans had high hopes for this year, which proves that most of them must have been high. Senator Joni Ernst wants Congress to end funding for animal experiments to the Wuhan lab and 27 other labs in China that are still eligible to receive taxpayer funding for research. So if you want something that looks like it came from a lab in China, you have to order the sesame chicken from Panda Express. There are 27 other Chinese labs eligible to receive taxpayer funding. What? That's so much money dished out to a foreign country that even the Ukrainian government officials think it's too much. According to a new survey, two and three dog owners claim their dogs, quote, could never survive in the wild without them. But I think they could, as long as they have their dog bed, dog blanket, bowl filled with purified water, home-cooked food, multiple toys and treats. Sure, people spoil their dogs these days, but what else are they supposed to do when they have no children? The bomb squad was recently called, and a San, Diego, a San Dimas neighborhood was evacuated after two suspicious packages parachuted into the street. It was a scary situation, but still better than the suspicious packages that are normally whipped out on the streets of Cali. Turns out, though, contents were inside were from a science project and nothing sinister. 
People were stunned that kids are still doing science projects and not just learning about pronouns, that is. A new report says that actor Adam Driver has turned down the role of Mr. Fantastic in Marvel Studios' newest Fantastic Four, which is kind of odd because you'd think he'd be all for starring in a bad reboot series after being in the latest Star Wars movies. Yeah, even Fantastic Four movies made this uh, millennium has been absolutely dreadful. So Marvel fans are worried that this one's also going to be uh, this is also this this one that's coming out could also suck Fantastic Four skin. Sydney Sweeney glowed in a mirror selfie she included in a slew of Instagram snaps shared from her trip to South Korea. But fans of the TV show Euphoria didn't recognize Sid because she had clothes on. Pro golfer J.T. Poston cost himself $260,000 when he triple bogeyed the last hole of the 3M Open. And this is a rare time for a man that would have been much better getting off, getting it done in a few strokes as humanly possible. <clears throat> he still made 590000 for four days of playing golf, but meanwhile, most guys lose that while gambling, drinking, and smoking during the dude's golf trip. Former NFL running back, Levon Bell is starting an OnlyFans to stream himself playing video games, primarily Super Smash Brothers. Now, people are used to seeing plenty of smashing on OnlyFans, but certainly not with Mario and Luigi. President Biden was back on his bike pedaling around Reboa Beach, Delaware. He was photographed biking on a Monday, which is usually a work day unless your job is in politics. Hunter was excited to hear that his dad was pedaling. But then he found out it was peddling a bike and not peddling drugs, and he was immediately bummed out. A new survey finds 73% of companies are struggling to get workers back in the office, but it'd be much easier to convince employees to come if these businesses implemented a pants-optional policy. Police were called to a California home where a bear was discovered taking a dip in the backyard pool to beat the summer heat, and knowing a state like Cali, the bear was arrested and then immediately released back into the wild with no charges. The craziest part was that he was skinny dipping. Yeah, skinny dipping. Yeah, he was bare naked. A Chinese man turned up in the ER of a Xinjiang hospital with a screw base of a light bulb sticking out of his mouth. Kind of a scary situation, but when you check out wet markets, you realize that many Chinese people put more dangerous things in their mouth. As for the reason why he got the light bulb in his mouth in the first place, the man casually said he watched someone do it on an online video and wanted to see if he could do it too. Now the Chinese government is respectfully asking that he never procreate. Pete Davidson recently returned to the road and sold out two stand-up comedy shows in Florida. People are actually paid to see Pete, which might be the biggest waste of money in Florida since bringing kids to Disney World. I mean, I'm sure Pete put on some killer shows, and I'm even more sure he slept with the club's owner's wife after the shows. And according to a new fan survey, when it comes to the best NFL mascots, Billy Buffalo tops the list. This is great for Bill's franchises because it's the first time they've ever been number one at something. And Pornhub has taken preemptive action to bar access from several states over laws requiring age verification to access the site. So... The only spanking the monkey you'll see will be someone physically assaulting a primate at the zoo. States banned from accessing Pornhub include Arkansas, Virginia, Mississippi, Utah, and Louisiana. Now people in those states will have to 
pull the old school move of buying old playboys and convincing their spouse it's just for the articles. A new survey says that you need a net worth of $4.7 million to be considered wealthy in San Francisco. Now, it's hard to save up that much money, though, because residents have to invest a ton of their cash in pooper scoopers for the sidewalks. Of course, in Los Angeles and San Diego, you actually need a net worth of $3.5 million to be considered wealthy, which must be why you see so many people living in tents. Wildlife officials and police in Pennsylvania are trying to locate an alligator spotted swimming in a river. This creature is dumb and dangerous, so Pennsylvanians are naturally comparing him to Senator John Fetterman. It's not every day you see a swamp monster in Pennsylvania. Usually they're hanging out on Pennsylvania Avenue. Individual cigarettes in Canada will now carry warnings such as poison in every puff and cigarettes cause impotence. But given the current state of the world, this actually makes them sound more appealing. The government there says it's an effort to make it virtually impossible to avoid health warnings altogether. So now the main thing that can continue to be ignored is Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Director Elizabeth Banks says she hopes to make a sequel to Cocaine Bear. In this one, we'll uh, find out that the bear was in the, was the one who left the coke in the White House. Some people would rather see her create a whole new drugged-out animal story. You know, you know, fans are yearning for heroin hippo or crystal meth manatee. Jeff Bezos was recently spotted unapologetically climbing on top of his fiancée, Lauren Sanchez, aboard his $500 million superyacht in Capri, Italy. And after seeing the pictures, people wanted this boat to sink quicker than the Titanic. Now, Jeff was really all over her. Let's just say that Amazon packages definitely aren't the only things that come fast. Detroit Tiger star pitcher Eduardo Rodriguez vetoed a trade to the Los Angeles Dodgers. You know, things are really bad in L.A. when a guy would rather stay in Detroit. The Tigers' ace has a no-trade clause covering 10 teams, including the Dodgers, but ultimately it was a truly lose-lose because his options were Detroit or Los Angeles, which is kind of like choosing between Iraq and Iran. Anheuser-Busch InBev felt the sting of the Bud Light boycott, reporting a 10.5% drop in revenue and a nearly 30% plunge in core profit in the U.S. during the second quarter. It's so bad that it can only be compared to the actual taste of Bud Light. And a new survey finds that many 911 call centers throughout the country are understaffed, but in big cities it really doesn't matter because cops don't arrest criminals anymore. Tom Brady became the most recent American football star to invest in an English soccer team. Tom is looking to try something different by deflating soccer balls instead. See, the seven-time Super Bowl winner and recently retired quarterback bought an ownership stake in Birmingham City FC. Tom was all smiles, which was a welcome sight to English people who don't normally see white teeth. Hunter Biden craved validation and acceptance from his father, and feared he would never measure up to his dead brother, Beau. That's according to a former stripper who befriended the future first son. Now, this stripper revealed a lot, and afterwards she also exposed Hunter, too. <laughs> he'd say he'd, he'll, he'll never be as good as his brother, and I have to do this for my dad. Now, everything he did was for approval from his dad, the stripper named Kennedy told The Post, but the stripper was very sympathetic because if there's one thing she understands... It's daddy issues. 
According to a new study, Americans consume more than twice the recommended amount of added sugar per day. We better be careful because pretty soon our teeth will be so rotten, England will try to take control of us again. The study also shows 51% of Americans are concerned about potential health risks associated with sugar consumption. The other 49% don't really worry anymore because they already have full-blown Wilford Brimley diabetes. A tooth of the largest shark that ever lived recently washed ashore in North Carolina. It's somehow even more washed up than the new Meg movie in theaters going on now. Now, this isn't really a big deal. I mean, after all, most states in the South are known for having plenty of residents with their teeth falling out. A purplish-pink smoke was spotted rising from the stacks at Echo, Maine, which is a waste management service in Portland, Maine. Um, it's official now. These advertisements for the Barbie movie have really gone too far. People love Purple Haze, but usually just the Jimi Hendrix song or the strain of marijuana. A martial arts artist from uh, India recently recaptured a Guinness World Record from his longtime rival by smashing 20 or 273 walnuts with his forehead in one minute. He smashed walnuts with his skull. Now his brains are more scrambled than eggs. This seems like an incredibly useless skill. It's kind of like people spending way too much time learning how to play pickleball. On a recent episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, Joe Rogan shredded Joe Biden, arguing that most news networks will not hold him accountable for his corruption. And now the tables have turned because CNN is yelling, fake news. <laughs> Rogan went on to condemn much of the American media for failing to hold Biden families accountable. Some say Joe is being too hard on people like Hunter because, like other than drugs, hookers and shady deals with foreign companies, he's clean as a whistle. Buster Rhymes revealed that his 100-pound weight loss in 2020 was prompted by him having a, quote, post-sex asthma attack-like experience. Buster had trouble breathing, but at least he didn't have a stroke after performing too many strokes. It wasn't easy for him to do the deed while he was overweight, but of course he still went through with it because he puts the bust in Buster. And finally, trans swimmer Leah Thomas is so well endowed that female swimmer Riley Gaines had refrained from looking at Thomas in the locker room that they shared during a meet. Apparently, even UPS doesn't deal with such large, pack such large packages. In a new podcast with Bill Maher, Gaines repeatedly declined to estimate Thomas's size, but explained that it is in proportion to the frame of a six-foot-four male. Jeez, you thought... Boa constrictors were the only large snakes in the water. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with um, everybody in the community. 
Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. And you get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop or mobile, for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook or Twitter. Or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Award. And in this week's Genius Awards, a Canadian real estate agent has been fined $20,000 after being caught on camera drinking milk straight out of the jug at a home he was showing. A consent order released by the British Columbia Financial Services Authority said Mike Rose was alone in the home in Kamloops as he waited for his clients who were there interested in buying the property. Rose went to the fridge to find water, but instead swigged some milk straight from the container, which he then put back into the refrigerator. The consent order agreed both by the superintendent of real estate and Rose says the owners of the home saw him drinking the milk when they reviewed footage from a surveillance camera, then confronted him about it later. Rose, who apologized for his actions, was told he wasn't welcome in the home and his clients replaced him in their purchase of the property. He says in the order that his behavior was out of character and he was unusually dehydrated at the time because of a new medication as well as being under considerable stress. Rose, who is now working at a different brokerage, agreed to pay a disciplinary penalty of $20,000 to the authority for conduct unbecoming and $2,500 in enforcement expenses. Of course, this guy didn't use his brain, but hey, at least he's got strong bones. I'm, I'm sure he learned his lesson, though. Hopefully, he'll stick to putting his mouth on a different type of jug. And then there's this. A 37-year-old man from Florida was taken into custody following a high-speed pursuit in Morgan County. He was returned to the same jail from which he had been released just hours earlier. Juan Barranche of Rivera Beach, Florida, was arrested by officers at the Fort Morgan Police Department for trespassing at a hotel, according to the department, in a social media post. Barenche was booked into the Morgan County Jail and held there until he posted a $1,000 personal recognizance bond at around 4 a.m. the next day. Then by 5.45 a.m., officers were back on his tail. As described by the department, Barenche approached the owner of a truck, asked for a ride. When the truck owner refused, he assaulted him and took his keys. The owner of the truck then jumped into its bed as Barenche drove away. It was from the back of the truck that the owner called 911. Deputies from the Morgan County Sheriff's Office pursued Baranche at speeds reaching 108 miles an hour. They had to deploy stop sticks to deflate the truck's tires. That pursuit then ended between the towns of Otis and Yuma, where Baranche rolled to a stop and was arrested. He now faces six additional charges. Robbery, aggravated motor theft, reckless endangerment, reckless driving, criminal trespass, and third-degree assault. So he gets out of jail. What does he do? Immediately steals a truck. Of course, if this guy was any more committed to being a career criminal, he'd have a job in politics. So now he's back in jail after stealing the truck. And now, I guess he's back to making license plates again. 
Or how about this? Metro police have arrested a man who allegedly stole a donation box from a fast food restaurant in Madison, Tennessee. The incident occurred at a Burger King restaurant that was located in the 2100 block of Gallatin Pike. An arrest report says officers responded to the Burger King after receiving a call about a man who had stolen a donation box from the counter. Upon arrival, officers spoke with an employee who reportedly told them that the lobby was closed when 48-year-old Jonathan McKinney walked into the restaurant. McKinney then used wire cutters to cut the cable that was attached to the box, according to the employee. When an employee asked him to stop, McKinney allegedly responded with an expletive and then left the restaurant with the donation box. At the scene, employees told officers that nearly $1,000 was in that donation box when it was taken. Metro police stopped McKinney at the Red Lobster for matching the suspect description provided by the employees. During a search, they found the stolen donation box inside his backpack. And McKinney was taken into custody, charged with one count of felony burglary, and now he remains in the Metro jail on a $10,000 bond. So, stealing a donation box from Burger King is pretty low. He's lucky the Burger King isn't in charge of, uh, of all of that, or he'd be facing punishment via the guillotine. Uh, this is easily the second most heinous thing to happen at a Burger King that day, just behind that one with the guy who actually ordered the big fish sandwich. Now, what about this? A New Jersey-bound Delta plane was forced to come back to a Boston airport after police received an anonymous tip that a passenger allegedly made threats against the flight. The flight went back to Logan International Airport, where an unidentified man was then taken off Delta flight number 5770. The passengers to carry-on bags were also searched by the state police bomb squad and bomb-sniffing canines. No weapon was found, and the passenger didn't check any luggage. Now, the flight was disrupted after an anonymous third-party caller told a New Jersey police agency that a passenger had allegedly made threats related to the safety of the flight, according to the state police. The man had not been charged, as the investigation is still ongoing. Delta Airlines referred questions about the incident to Republic Airways, which was operating the flight for Delta. Republic Airways apologized for the delay, according to a newspaper report. The flight then took off again en route to Newark Liberty International Airport, according to a flight tracker. Now, look, you just can't make threats on a Delta flight. If you want to do that, just please fly Frontier instead, okay? The people on the plane didn't really mind, though. I mean, mainly because this meant they didn't actually have to travel to New Jersey. And you got to check this one out. A 37-year-old Florida man was kicked out of a bar in West Palm Beach for being too intoxicated, but quickly returned wielding a firearm. The suspect, Fabio Lano Sanchez, was later arrested by Palm Beach Sheriff's deputies and charged with two counts of aggravated assault with a firearm, two counts of aggravated battery with a belt and battery, and he was released on a $60,000 bond. When deputies arrived at the area around 2 in the morning, the 45-year-old owner of the bar, Abash Prudham, identified Sanchez as the suspect when deputies detained him as he tried to leave Girafa's sports grill that's located off of Forest Hill Boulevard. Now, the bar owner told the PBSO's deputies that Sanchez was too drunk and harassing other customers. When the reportedly rowdy bar patron was told to leave, he left for his car, but then came back with a firearm. According to the affidavit, Sanchez pointed the weapon directly at Pratham and he said, I will shoot you. The 37-year-old allegedly then threatened to shoot the bar's security guard, Luis Arosa Chavez, then Sanchez took off his belt and swung at the 45-year-old bar owner, hitting him multiple times. Pratham only had an injury to his finger from Sanchez's belt, and Chavez luckily did not have any injuries. 
The suspect had scrapes and bruises on his face based on his mugshot. So he gets kicked out of the bar and comes back with a gun. This is not the type of shot other bar patrons were hoping for. And he even whipped out a belt, meaning this guy identifies as an alcoholic father from the 1950s. Well, you never believe this. A former general manager of a Wendy's restaurant in Pennsylvania, who police said made up a fake employee so she could pocket their wages, has been charged with theft by deception. Linda Johnson created a ghost employee named William Bright, whom she clocked in and out at the outlet that she managed in Lancaster, the Mannheim Township Police Department had stated. Johnson kept up with the scheme for about a year, during which time she manually logged 128 shifts for this fake worker who was paid $19,898 between June of 2021 and May the following year, according to the police. The restaurant found the uh, <clears throat> discrepancy and contacted the police after an audit, according to a police spokesperson speaking to Insider. Johnson eventually admitted to the police officers that she did indeed add Bright as an employee and created shifts that he did not work, according to police. Police also said that the paychecks were then deposited into her cash app account. Johnson claims to have spent the money on her children. The restaurant's insurer paid out almost $16,000 for the incident, and Johnson was charged with one count of theft by deception, and a criminal case was filed a week later. Now, at the time of the Mannheim Township Police Department's release, Johnson's whereabouts were still unknown, and the department made an appeal for the public for any information. Look, you just can't steal from Wendy. This manager would have been better off joining forces with the Hamburglar and robbing Ronald McDonald. This manager did one of the worst things you could do at Wendy's, you know, just behind, you know, actually serving people the food. And one more. Miami police are looking for a woman they suspect of going home with a man after a night out at a club, then taking his Rolexes and phone after he fell asleep. She was seen staring seductively at the victim in surveillance footage shared with Local 10 News. Police said that the crime happened on a July 25th. According to the police report, the victim said he was highly intoxicated after leaving the club with the woman at about 2.30 in the morning. He said he didn't remember much about what happened afterwards, but woke up to find his watches and iPhone 11 missing. The two watches were worth roughly $115,000 total. And according to the report, he told investigators he believed someone may have put something in his drink at the club. Now, it's similar to the one where a woman is suspected of meeting a victim at a Wynwood bar, going home with him, then taking $600,000 in Rolexes and other jewelry after he fell asleep. Police aren't saying the cases are connected, but anybody with information can call Miami-Dade Crime Stoppers at 305-471-8477. So, let's see, July 25th, that was a Tuesday. So, if a guy with multiple Rolexes was blackout drunk in a club on a Tuesday, he's probably dealing in even more illegal activity than the watch thief. So, she steals multiple expensive devices that tell time. So, pretty soon, I guess, she'll be doing hard time. Right, do me a favor and give this podcast a five-star rating because, hey, this is five-star stupidity here, folks, okay? If you got a little more time, maybe think really hard and write a review. Make it really stupid so I can use it on an upcoming episode. When you rate and review the podcast, it'll show up prominently in searches because folks are out there, believe it or not, searching for stupidity. And you can also share the podcast on your social media so that folks 
won't have to work so hard to search for stupidity and they won't think you're so stingy with your stupidity. And if you haven't done so, make sure you subscribe because look, there's other stupid episodes you need to be sure to check out. You don't want to miss them. And if you stream the podcast, but then you get buffering that causes, you know, dropouts and all that kind of thing, you know, crappy cell coverage or Wi-Fi coverage, just save yourself the frustration and download every one of the episodes to your podcast player. And I recommend using the free Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. And they've got two types of paid versions as well if you want to get rid of the advertisements. And besides this uh, episode you're listening to, of course, as I said earlier, there is the weekend uh, episode featuring Pancho Guerrero, my insane nephew, where, of course, he brings the stupid along with some great Florida stories. And he'll also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything and test your skill against Pancho every week when we go through our insane game show. And every week after the podcast has been published, I post articles from each of the episodes stupidity on telegram messenger you can actually read these articles on the app when you join the insane eric lane stupid world channel you'll also be able to comment about the articles and share the articles with your friends and even make some comments or even some suggestions about the podcast as well you can preview the channel and get a link to download telegram messenger at t.me slash insane eric lane that's t.me slash insane e-r-i-k-l-a-n-e it's free and available in desktop or mobile versions for windows linux android or apple platforms and i also hope you'll follow me on social media by searching the handle at insane eric lane on facebook and twitter and click by my website at insaneericlane.com. And now this week's verbal meme. I have to stop saying, how stupid can you be? Because I think people are starting to take it as a challenge. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. The platform for the podcast is hosted by Anchor. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips at anchor.fm. Download the app from your favorite app store. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is distributed by Spotify for Podcasters. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone and have it distributed to all major podcast platforms. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips with Spotify for podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store. <laughs>